0: And what's going on everybody, welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast episode 147 today, week 3 recap, week 4 preview, your host TJ Sparrow, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, my father Tommy Savarro, Kurtzman, how are we doing tonight brother?
1: Doing well, just saw you pull off a nice 7th uh, grade championship, BDSA
0: hoops, big time shout out, um, big, big time. time shout out to the boys, yeah big
1: time shout out to the boys, uh, played a great game, owner came to watch, it's a good time, um, no I'm doing well. Go, was a good week of games again in week three uh and excited for week four
0: dad how are you feeling tonight i feel, uh, i'm awake okay. he's awake and he's rolling all right do we have anything to say before we get into the games you a uh, little bit of a switch up schedule eyes yeah. here starts at 10 o'clock oh yeah
1: 10 o'clock no nine o'clock games this week still only running till one last game started one so a couple less games this week teams requested not to play but they'll make those games up later in the regular season. Only five weeks after the regular season. We're almost halfway through. Um, I think teams are starting to kind of figure out themselves. I think some of the Owen teams are going to start to potentially go on some runs. I think they realize that time is of the essence now, and they have to kind of start stringing together some wins if you're going to make the playoffs. I'm going to call it now. I think that three is the minimum you'll need to even potentially get in the playoffs. Four probably solidifies you. Five, you're in. So, um, Listen, I'm, I don't know if that's really true or not, but just the way the schedule works and who plays who, I think three is probably the, the low side of the magic number. Four is probably the high side of it. Sarriville right. um, High School this week should be a warmer day out than last time we were there. Um, and let's just remember
0: to respect the referees. All right, let's get into the week three recap. Let's start with the first slate of games here, Kurtzman. First game we'll do here, Vanderbilt against Memphis.
1: I roughed this game. Good. Um, sloppy. Lots of drops. Nine o'clock game. Uh, both teams not helping their quarterback out. I thought both quarterbacks played well in this game. Um, Vin especially. I was very impressed. I think Vin uh, after two weeks of subpar Vin Gargano performances, I think he really stepped his game up this week. Was um. Diming from the first throw of the game Hit Isaiah on a nice two pl- This game was very like electric from the start Isaiah hits on a stop and go Then TJ Hanks that touchdown next play Then Leota answers with a 45-yard touchdown of his own To Ryan Bartley. So um, ex- exciting fireworks early Game's ca- Game kind of slowed down Biggest plays in the game Malozzi, two incredible touchdown catches T- Touchdown catch over Matt Ballard To tie the game With under a minute to go We've all seen the story before Vin Gargano drives down the field Rushing touchdown with three seconds to play um, Vandy's played in a lot of these close games this year. Um, Haven't been able to come out on top each of the last two weeks. I'm not worried about them, but one of the big things we talked about Vanderbilt going into the year was that their defensive line was going to be amazing. And so far, the only person on the D-line that I really feel has stepped up and made a big contribution Coburn. is Jay Coburn. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, He's been a monster. I think he has five or six sacks on the season, multiple pass breakups in the line of scrimmage. Still really waiting to hear Christian Alvina's name this year. Haven't heard a lot from him this year. Maybe a little bit of a sophomore slump to start the season. Um, and another thing we all talked about was how we didn't know how Vandy's receivers were gonna be. Uh Vinny Orlando, Johnny Light, um, Dave Niskin, a lot of newcomers slash guys that haven't been in bigger roles before. And it seems like Malosi's been their most sure handed receiver. Um and he's been playing off the line. I think Vinny Orlando has been pretty pretty solid uh, light, too. But they're not giving Joe the consistent uh, catches, the consistent yards after catch. It's made the offense stall out a little bit at times. So, I think just go. – I'm not worried about them. But going forward, they need to figure out their offense and sustaining long drives.
2: Yeah, I didn't see a lot of this game. I was watching the other game. Uh, I was catching bits and pieces. I saw uh, – there's someone – second half of the game uh, on Vanderbilt dropped a, a long touch a long touchdown uh, yeah,
1: Bartlett. Uh, he made a, the kid Copes made a nice play, but ball was in his chest. Definitely needs to come down with that. He's a younger kid. Um,
2: yeah, I just Vanderbilt—they got to cut down on the mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I like their players. I you know get the ball to Orlando. I see that another uh, snap goes over Leota's head in this one. Yeah, yeah, it's just
1: three straight weeks of bad, bad play at times. Yeah,
2: good teams are going to capitalize on mistakes, and you know Memphis did. Yeah, it, and <laughs> that's what good teams do. Yeah. Uh, you can't you can't make those mistakes. You can't give away downs, you can't give away the ball. It's just...
1: Yeah. Um, I think Vanderbilt's offense at times is just... It Sometimes it looks really good, and Leota's on his game. I just feel like Leota hasn't gotten the protection at all the times that he's needed it to have. Um, I'm not calling out the offensive line. I just think that everyone on the team kind of collectively needs to step up. Their defense has been a little Swiss cheese. They gave up 30 points in this game, gave up 25 the week before, so um, had a good week one, but now looking back on it, he played against an 0-4 TCU team. So... Um, I'm not worried, like I said, but I do think that everyone needs to step up on that team. I think Malozy has definitely been the the best player on this team thus far through three games. Um, he's been the only consistent offensive threat that's been able to really make a statement on every game he's played in. So, um, I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not souring on them, but they need to pick it up. And for Memphis, love the way they're rolling. Would love to see them with a full nine, full ten guys there. That hopefully. Uh, That can be going forward. Vin is playing at a high level right now, especially after two games this week, getting two wins. We'll talk about the second one in a little bit. Um, If DeLon, TJ Engstad, and Isaiah Copes are there, and that's a a formidable three in the front and the back on defense and on the receiving end, I think they're going to be a tough team to match up with every week. Nice. Uh, DeLon. Oh. uh... Memphis, they lateral the ball better than any team in the league. They do it almost every play. They're always looking for it. That's going to be a dangerous weapon for them going forward and in the playoffs. I wanted to mention that because Chris Hunter definitely is the reason for that on that team. Let me tell you
2: something about Memphis. If you're going to play them and you got your best offensive player, the other side of of that line of scrimmage is going to be DeLon. uh, Yeah. He's that good. I watch him play, and he's he's locked down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, 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 to me, he's the best corner in the league. Yeah, he's definitely one of the locked-down corners in the league. Probably the top one in terms of making
1: life very difficult for opposing receivers. Um, but, yeah, Memphis comes out with a 31, 32-26 victory. Um, two seconds left in the game. Vingariano gets it done again. The legend of Vingariano <laughs> continues. Stats. Stats. Vin, 18 of 28, 193 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, three uh, rushes, 14 yards, and that game-winning touchdown. Also had an interception on defense. DeLon, four catches, 23 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a pass breakup. LaTempa had uh, um, one catch. Chris Hunter had two catches and a sack. T.J. Ank said caught three catches for sixty-six yards and two touchdowns. Isaiah Cope's big game: six catches, forty-eight yards, and a touchdown. Also had three pass breakups. And Matt Ballow, two catches for thirty yards, two sacks, an interception, and five tackles. Matt legendary. Matt legendary. Ballo, we didn't even talk about him in that game. Matt Ballow has um, he's playing center. For this team, undersized, he's playing defensive line. Got a couple sacks in this one. Secondary he was a monster, receiver. honestly, all game. Um, all day, I should say, between the two games. So, just want to give a big shout-out to Matt Ballo. Ballo he stepped season. up big time as a Memphis last-round pick. And I do believe that in Memphis, it is Ballo season. <laughs>
0: Ballo season. i got to um, give some
2: love to LaTempa. Big yeah. daddy, LaTempa. Yeah. yeah. No, he's doing a good job. He's doing doing a, good a great job. job. Well. Um, I don't know. I don't mention him often enough. He's, he's heart and soul
1: at that team. Agreed. Um, Leota for Vanderbilt 13 of 24, 213 yards 4 touchdowns, 2 picks Also nice. had 2 rushes for 27 yards Alvina, 2 tackles Malozzi, 4 catches, 65 yards, 2 touchdowns Jay Cobran, 2 catches, 24 yards And a touchdown that happened right before half Also had 2 sacks and a pass breakup Johnny Light, 2 catches for 42 yards And 5 tackles Vin Orlando, 2 catches for 26 yards And 4 tackles uh, Vin Zapola had a catch and 2 rushes for 10 yards uh, Dave Niskanen had a pass break up Ryan Bartlett had the 45 yard touchdown we talked about earlier and Moe Tariq had a catch for five yards nice nice
0: next game right here we have Houston against Cal U.
1: A um a game that I think you should talk about because I only wa- I watched the film after but you saw it live so go ahead Tommy
2: yeah this 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 is a good game <laughs> I thought it might start out where uh Cal might have run away with this uh first observation uh, I gotta talk about Collis. Uh, really like watching him play I mean he's got all the tools uh, you know he, he's got great mobility he's got a great arm and I, I just noticed like I'm watching he's got a, a head for this game he's a very very intelligent high IQ on the field kind of quarterback mm-hmm. I noticed had like uh, a couple of times he had uh single coverage out with Mancini and Mancini had a definite advantage it was a big mismatch out there uh, between the corner and, and Mancini and uh, one he put up, a, uh, he lobbed like a, 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 a fade in the corner of the end zone. Beautiful yeah. pass, great catch by Mancini. Second one was like forty-five yards downfield. And here's the thing: now, you like if you're watching, uh, if you saw the game or you are watching for yourself, oh, that ball was on this one. No, no. Here, here's the situation: I have one of my best receivers out, single coverage, one of the top athletes in the league. Yeah, single coverage on, on, on a corner, and I'm putting the ball up there. That that's just that's just you know. Uh, uh, that, that's that's awareness. That's just that's intelligence.
1: It's 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 the matchup that you think you have a clear advantage. right. I'm, I'm
2: gonna put that ball up there and let my receiver make a play on it.
1: Mm-hmm. That, he's one of those guys. Yeah,
2: and you took a two-step dri- two-step drop. I watched the whole thing. Stepped into the pocket, delivered the ball. Loved it. I absolutely loved it. And that's how I'm talking about. Him being, you know, taking uh, me watching him is is taking steps forward to being one of the top quarterbacks in this league. Yeah, love the way he's playing. I love the Cal U team as a team. I think they have very good players top to bottom. They were missing
1: Will Saba in this game, who was a key player yeah, in their on offense and their and defense. defense. Um, but I think that X really stepped up. X Xavier scored two touchdowns in this game, had five tackles. Um, was kind of all over the field for him. It was a good safety valve for Collis when the pocket broke down. Um, and their defense, just very good flag yeah, pulling. I- they did One thing I was a little shocked by was how off they were playing off the receivers, which was giving... Houston, a lot of screen opportunity, and Tim Howard was able to take advantage of that at points in the game. Um, I give Houston a lot of credit. They stuck in this game.
2: I'm going to talk about Houston now. Yeah, talk it, about Houston. Talk about them. I loved the way uh, that Austin played. Uh, I, it, his speed for a guy his size is, is unbelievable. Uh, he got out on a, on a quick screen. hmm and just mowed people down. Actually, on the one play, he just ran to his – wanted the defenders over. And they actually had to hold him from behind Dude. before he got to the next level yeah. and block the next guy. Unbelievable. And even at the end of the game, they had a, a same play called. Uh-huh. And they had a pass. And he was out there. One – I, I was the oh, receiver. Like oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. and Tim yeah. And
2: if he catches that ball, I, he goes to the house. Was Austin with a block? I think it was Collison. That was there. like seven or eight seconds
1: off. That was like ten seconds off.
2: Yeah, of I, you know, yeah, let me. Uh, Houston hung in there. That the, the Tommy played. You know, came back in the second half. Played great. Mm-hmm. You know, they have all these one point losses. That's, that's piling up. This is so
1: talented. I don't care what anyone says yeah,
2: about that. So talented. I oh mean, four. I, I, I want to see with, more. That, with, with three, three losses a, by three one, one point. point. Yeah, three
1: <laughs> one point losses. Yeah, like. I
2: mean, it could go either way. They did, they, they, you know, they could be easily 3 and 0 oh, rather than. In those you know, games, yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, and like I said, great game. Uh, loved watching it. Loved both teams. Yeah. Uh, again, getting back to, to Cal. Uh, also, big shout out to Douglas. I, I also like the way Collette uses his linemen. It's not just. His wideouts, he uses his line great, and Douglas is a huge weapon off the line.
1: Yeah, Collis and uh, Douglas have been playing together for a little bit now. They've developed some chemistry together. Um, Collis is a great play caller. He knows when to run. He knows when he needs to get the ball out fast. I will say the one weakness probably for CalU is the offensive line. They allowed, uh, I think they allowed four sacks in this game. Um, Collis has taken a bunch of sacks in a bunch of games, but I do believe that's because he's not looking to – be an IB back there and run around a billion times. He'll take the sacks, the couple yard losses, and just play for the next play. Um, I listen this Cal U team. They're they're four and zero for a reason. Yeah. They know how to take care of business. They don't allow you to really have big plays. I think yeah. this is the first week that we really saw a team it's have big plays <laughs> against them through the air. It's a very
2: intelligent team. It
1: is a very intelligent team, very good flag-pulling team, very good flag-football team. Um, so I think
2: they are going to be atop the standings. Right. I just want to give a shout yep. Towards the end of the game, to Hail Mary to, to Howard. Yes. Uh, up um, between three defenders. Yep, he made an pl- absolute play on the wall. Yeah, great play. Listen,
1: uh, it was, sorry. I'm, I'm hoping
2: I'm hoping that, that Tommy uses Howard like he used poorly last year. Uh I I think he's that type of player, so I'm hoping that I get to see a little bit more of that. Yeah, Um,
1: I think, listen, I think that Houston, like we said, they have three losses by one point each. Those games could easily have gone their way. Um, I do think that with the schedule kind of lightening up a little bit for them, they play against some of the teams that are also with them at the bottom of the standings, so that should hopefully get them some wins or put them in good position to win some games. Um, I do think this Houston team is playing good football right now, and I do think that um they are going to be a team that is looking that will make a run towards the end of the season for a playoff push. Um, I like their receivers. I think their line is good and with Austin and R- Rags has been an absolute beast this year. He's got six sacks amongst the league leaders. Um, yeah, and I like this Houston team, but Cal U is rolling their four now. Big game against us this week.
2: Stats unless you have something to say, that. I like this Houston team moving forward. I think they could be a playoff yeah, team I think they easily. Could. I think they could sneak into like a, a late seed. With yeah, the, and I, uh, I wouldn't football. want to face them as a high seed. No.
1: <laughs> Tommy, good quarterback guy that you never want to really face in a in a must win game. Tommy, seventeen of twenty eight, two hundred thirty five yards, three touchdowns, no picks, also ah. five carries for thirty four <laughs> yards and an interception on defense. Mm-hmm. Steve Ruiz, seven catches, ninety four yeah. yards and a touchdown. Austin, one sack and three tackles. Rags, three sacks and a safety. Tim Howard. 7 catches, 122 yards, 2 touchdowns, and a sack. Uh, Ryan Ruggiero, 2 catches, 11 yards, and 2 tackles. And TB had 1 catch for 8 yards. As for Calu, U, um, Collis, 9 of 13, 121 yards, 4 touchdowns, no picks. Also had 5 carries for 46 yards. Douglas, 2 catches, 27 yards, and a touchdown. Also had 2 sacks and a pass breakup. Ty Pierce had five tackles and one catch. X had three catches, 28 yards, two touchdowns, and four tackles. J. Kale had a catch for 16 yards and two tackles. Pete Mancini, two catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown, also had two sacks. Um, Wilson Familia had a sack, uh, and Chris Valnati had a pass breakup.
0: Okay, let's move on to the 10 a.m. slate here. You have UAB against...
2: University, or excuse me, not university,
0: you guys, Arizona State, you watched this game more than
1: I did. I was
2: roughing the. Great, great back and forth game. Uh, I think Augie's playing uh, better than he's played. Uh, I, I, in the last two games, I, I think he's, he stepped up his game. I agree. Uh, and, and that's what this team needs. That's what Augie needs to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like I said, it was a back and forth battle. Uh, it, it came down to the wire uh, with, with Mikey scoring that touchdown yeah. the last. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of really big plays
1: in this game. Spo gets a big touchdown. On Ivanak uh, Marola scores one right before the half, or not before the half, um, score one later in the game. I just think these two teams were honestly pretty evenly matched skill wise and talent wise, and it kind of came down to, it came down to who the ball last. Mikey was able to uh, dive for the pylon. Very close call. Joe gave him the game-winning touchdown. as time expired. Wow. Um, and UAB walks away with a victory in the first game of their doubleheader on the, the past Sunday. Um, I do think Arizona State is definitely, definitely, definitely trending in the right direction. I think anytime Sam Allen isn't at the game is going to be a harder game for Arizona State to win because then it forces Augie to have to call all the plays. When Sam Allen is there, Sam Allen is in the offensive huddle and he's calling probably 85% of the plays, I imagine, because that's Sam's I mean listen Sam is a solid receiver can catch the ball And is a good flag puller And flag football player Now that he's been playing For so many years But his best attribute Is his mind for the game And his ability To scheme players open All he was telling me about After the game Me and Augie were hanging out And he was telling me About a few plays That he was like I would never have thought To call this But Sam called it And it fooled the entire defense And they were able to get Big plays off of it Um I think they're fine. I do think they also have a lighter schedule going forward. They play against some of the bottom teams in the league, so they're going to start racking up wins. I'm very confident. Augie wrote to me today that this is the most committed he's been to the league past three weeks in a, in a wow. long time. So I'm um, excited to see that. Excited to see Arizona <laughs> State potentially get on the board this week to play a big game against TCU. In terms – in in terms. In regards to UAB, um, Mikey is doing a very good job at – play calling, running the football, and just taking what the defense gives him. A lot of teams are deciding to double and triple team IB this year and force um, UAB to beat them in other ways. And so far UAB has been able to do so. Mikey leads the league in rushing attempts. Um, He's up there in rushing yards. Um, He's finding IB when he has to. IB probably only has, like through four games, probably has 15-16 touches not even catches I'm talking touches but they're good touches they're getting IB in space they're letting IB make plays getting blockers in front of him allowing him to do IB things um I personally think they need to get the ball in his hands more ways and schematically get get getting the ball more but they're doing enough to win IB is making the most of his touches he has five touchdowns on like 15 touches so he's doing what needs to be done with the ball um It's just weird seeing him not as involved in offense as he normally is, especially with the ball in his hands normally. Um, I do love their team, though, man. They got four linemen that can really get down and dirty with Jarwar, Vinarina, Blizz, and even a I see in the trenches. Um, Don Palumbo, bigger kid. They were missing Dean Wiatrowski this week. Get two wins without Dean, their third-round pick. Big shot by Paolo Bonchero. Sure uh, I really like this UAB team though. I think that they are a tough football team that is going to punch you in the mouth and they're going to play very good defense. They communicate well and they f- pull flags well. So that's my take on UAB. I think they're a very good. Yeah, I they're
2: they hanging with anyone this league.
1: Yep. Uh, lost to me over time. Could easily be 4 0.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: who's. Who, they played Arizona State. We talked about Arizona State. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I do think Arizona State is You also. like both these teams. Yeah. That's what I'm
0: getting from. You yeah. think Mike I think Arizona is State in
1: the, is turning yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. And UAB is... I think they're a good team. A really good team. So... Give me the stats. Stats in this one. Oh, I have them. Augie, I think, once again, played a very good game. 11 of 16. 112 yards. Four touchdowns. And his two interceptions were um, right before the half. And another play that I don't... It was a conversion, I think. So, um, did a very good job not turning the football over in this one. Seven carries for 65 yards. Um... Damien, I want to talk about. Been very quiet. Got hurt in this game. Was very quiet this season. Was has one sack through three games. Um, he needs to be so the steps up for Arizona mm-hmm. State. Spo, three catches, 41 yards and a touchdown. Also had a sack. Matt Marola, 13-yard touchdown and a pass breakup. Tom Garvey, catch for eight yards. Joe Dell, two catches, 19 yards and a touchdown. Beautiful King, touchdown. Yeah, it was a beautiful Del. touchdown. Uh, nice nice low catch and Great run. hands, Joe yeah. Dell. Nick King had a big game. Two catches, 13 yards and a touchdown. Also had an interception and a pass breakup. Also caught a conversion. Sam Allen, two catches, 18 yards, and one tackle. Hayter had a tackle, and Mikey Freeman had two tackles as well. As for Mikey, um, UAB, Mikey was 10-18, 124 yards, two touchdowns. No, this is not the right stats for Mikey. Mikey, 8-14, Mike of 14, 160 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Also had seven carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. IB, three catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns. And two rushes for 12 yards. Jarrod had a 16-yard catch. Joe Ivanek had a pass breakup. Don Palumbo caught a 31-yard touchdown. Blizz had a 14-yard catch. A Rod had an interception and four tackles. And Vinarina had two catches, 24 yards, and a touchdown and a sack.
0: Nice. All right, we'll move on to the other 10 a.m. game here. That I know you have a lot to say on this game.
1: Oh yeah, Tommy definitely does.
0: Rowan against Memphis. You
1: want to start, uh, or you want me? To, I wrapped the game, so if you uh, want yeah, me no, to start. Guy, I can start. You can start. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, another ugly game. Mm. Offensively, I think, what was the foul score when we had that night? 19-12. 19-12. to, 12. 19 to 12, Was 19-6, to 6, basically a majority of the game. Um, Memphis came out, first possession, scored touchdown. Rowan doesn't score. Memphis goes up by two scores. Rowan gets a nice touchdown on a nice pass to Remy. Remy makes a beautiful catch down the sideline. Uh, Mike was a little late to see him running wide open. Somehow fits the ball in front of TJ Angstad for a touchdown. But outside of that play, the Rowan offense was doing not much of anything. Memphis's defense was able to sack Negron, I think, six or seven times. Um, just made life really difficult for them, and honestly, everyone's made life difficult for Rowan's offense. Uh, it hasn't been pretty this season. Memphis, in the second game of back-to-back, I think they kind of took their foot off the pedal of 19-6 in the second half. Um, Rowan does score a very late touchdown on a, on a just a Hail Mary to Pauly, but maybe we should see more of that because the offense isn't moving much else. So need to see Paulie get continue to get more involved. Um, I'm just not impressed by Rowan right now. Defense is keeping him in the game, but the offense just is not doing them any favors. Um, I want to point out that Chase was an absolute monster in this game, had four sacks. Um, was probably one of the only reasons that they were in this game. Uh, I really have not much more to say. I think Memphis was really more so just trying to get out of there with a second win more than put their foot on the throw. I know DeLong uh, banged knees with someone late in this game, so he took the rest of the game off, so... Um, I'm not going to put too much stock into this game for Memphis, but as for Rowan, I am going to put more stock in this game because now this is the fourth straight game that you failed to score 20 points, so failed to score over 15 points. Over
2: 12 points, and that's going more than 12. 15, 15 against
1: Army. Apparently, found scores 20 to 15. That's what I have. I that's don't. What, You sure about that? That's what everyone told me at the field, so that's what I'm going to go <laughs> with. Um, How can I it do 15? Two touchdowns and a conversion, and two conversions. Maybe a safety. I don't know. That's, yeah. what, that's what. It's that's what the, ref, that's what the refs texted me. That's what the players told me. I would made. check again. I don't right, think he scored well, more okay. than twelve points. All right, Anyways, well, continue. we scored more than two touchdowns in any game. That's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to be able to win you football games. And as they can see, the one game they held Augie to under six, uh, they held him to one touchdown. They were able to get the job done. But even in that game, the offense was putrid. So with I'm going to let you. you I'm going to let you know. talk about them now. Yeah, but I am unimpressed by this Rowan team. And um, so far, I think Mike Nagran has been a little underwhelming.
2: I don't root against anyone. in this no, league. I, I, I root for everyone. I, I, it's it's, everyone it's the God's honest truth. Uh, what I, I just I don't like the way this team is moving offensively. Uh, I, I got a chance. I, I didn't want to watch the game from the sideline. I got a chance to watch the game from behind the quarterback when they were on offense okay. just to see what he was seeing. I'm seeing uh, players run wide open, and he's just not seeing them. He's missing them. Uh, and he's got he's got weapons on this team. Uh, what I don't like is Paulie, I believe he had three targets for the game and one touchdown on it. A ended hit. up
1: being five, but it, it, they weren't good targets.
2: I, I, I asked Paulie after the game. He told me he had three, so I'm, I was going with Paulie. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. And, and, and one was a Hail Mary, so we're not moving the ball. I don't see consistent drives. Uh, I look at other teams. You take, you take a guy like Justin, uh, for example. He's getting 11 targets a game, around seven catches, two touchdowns. You got to get that kind of productivity with the league's reigning MVP. Correct. Paulie is a special player. I mean, he, he just you don't put up those kind of numbers. He's led this league multiple times in touchdowns. Yeah. He, he is that kind of player. You have to find a way to get the ball to him. The offensive is, is not creative enough. I don't see the linemen catching any balls. I don't see. I, I don't see. Ball's well, not coming out
1: fast. It's, it's not. Out it's
2: fast. A, the decisions are poor. I, I hate to say it. They're a poor. It's poor decision making with the with the ball. Uh, this team, like I said, it, it, it's—I'm not lying. The team's not moving. Not putting the points on the, no, on, the on the board and not getting sustained drives. Lowest scoring team in the league right now. I think one of the
1: things that Mike needs to realize about Pauly is that Pauly doesn't need to be open.
2: Mm. No, no. He's one it. of those guys. T- he's one list, of those yeah. guys in the league.
1: There's not many of them, but there are guys in the league that even if they are not open by the the definition of being open, they are able to make yeah. plays for you. And I just Listen. think that. I just think that. We saw how good Michigan was by a couple times a game Just throwing the ball up and letting him go make a play And most of the time it was successful He had 20 touchdowns last year And I promise you it was not by mistake
2: Right, I'd I I like to see a screen right, like right off the bat uh receiver screen. Get him the ball. Get let him, him do the work. Yeah, get him involved. What I like to see, you know what? You can create one on one situations in this league. You put your face in a zone. Run off the safety. Create one on one on the outside with Pauly. Throw the ball off there. He's a coach.
1: He knows this stuff. Uh, he right? should know this. He should know this stuff. He's a coach. I'm not gonna am not gonna say that I'm like out on them, but they gotta show me something before I can go ahead and even pick them in a game in this league going forward. They you can't score more than two touchdowns. I can't pick you to win. Ooh. It's it's just truth. It's it's, It's it's the truth. It's tough. Teams are scoring. Listen, I'm not gonna bring. I don't want to bring up my team because we're the highest scoring team in the league right now. But like, if we play Rowan, like. We score 30 points a game. They don't score more than two touchdowns. It's just they gotta find ways to score because their defense is doing the job. Their defense is holding teams defense under twenty. Is doing the their job. defense is holding teams under twenty, which is a very key and, number in this
2: league. And offensively, I promise you it could be there. I look at the players on this team. I look at Chase, yep. I look at Paulie. I look at Remy. Uh, I think get, he's thinking a
1: little too much, the quarterback. Yeah,
2: no, listen, make make quicker decisions, be a little bit more creative with your offense. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not hard to create one on one situations in this league. Yeah. I also just think that at the end of the Today, um,
1: he should just take a little bit of advice from me and just let his players do the work for him. Like, it doesn't all have to. It, it, you don't have to. Like, Rob Akane always tries to be a hero, how he has Superman cape on. You don't always have to have the Superman cape on. You can sometimes just give your guy a screen, give your guy a slant, and kind of let your players do the work. You drafted a good team. I think they have a talented roster. It is a good team. And I think that if he can elevate his play a tad, they can be more dangerous, especially offensively. Stats. Stats. Ving 14 of 18, 147 yards, mm. two touchdowns, and rushing touchdown as well nice man DeLon two catches for 16 yards Temp had three sacks in this game Chris Hunter a catch for 15 yards TJ Anks had five catches 56 yards and a touchdown also had two interceptions Isaiah Copes three catches 23 yards and a touchdown Matt Ballo two catches 23 yards and three sacks <laughs> also had a pass breakup Ballo. Ballo. have a day Ballo um, and that is it for Rowan Mike Negron 7 of 18 101 yards two touchdowns two picks also had 30 rushing yards um, Paulie had three catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. Chase, we talked about, had four sacks. Remy, two catches, 21 yards, and the touchdown we talked about, also had two tackles. And Christian Dexter had two catches for 31 yards. Devon Kennedy had three tackles. Like I said, Rowan defense, good. Rowan offense
0: needs work. Okay. Next games. Next slate here. You, you have the 11 a.m. slate. You're looking at. What are we talking about? UNC against Texas A&M. UNC against Texas A&M. This um, is the
1: Rob
2: L. against Nick Surhoff. Yes.
1: Um, you watch this game more than I. Yes, I saw did. the I saw yeah, the yeah. film, so you could you could talk about it first.
2: Yeah, they they asked me like after the first half. They asked me what are they doing wrong. I just said who's that? Who's I'm that? sorry, Texas A&M. Texas uh, A&M. they were doing wrong. Yeah, I, what were you say? What scored
1: halftime? If you remember, uh, final scores 15 to 13. So it couldn't have been much more.
2: Well, they, they First well, half, they
1: scored on a big Michael Leva play to start the game. Basically, like the third play of the game, Michael Leva scored. I'm yeah, Let me, sure, let me right? tell
2: you, UNC, they're, they're, they're going to be a tough out. They're, that's not going to be a good. push one. They're very good. Not just good. They're very good. Uh, and especially defensive, defensively, they, uh, Texas A&M had the ball inside the five-yard line twice in the first half and uh-huh. came away with no I think points. I it was three
1: total times in the game they really? went inside the five and didn't score. Yeah,
2: uh-huh. and, I, and, I, and I told them when they asked me, well, what are we doing wrong? I said, well, your red zone offense isn't working. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Great line play by undersized uh, James Woodcock. James Woodcock. Story That's of it. the game, me, honestly.
1: Talk about it. Actually, I, there were two stories of the game. Actually, got me.
2: got got on the uh, Sarho's skin just a little bit. Yeah, threatened his life. I think. yeah, loved it. I love that. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah but it's God. okay. You yeah, know, nothing physical. Just told him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just told him do it again. Okay, yeah, I understand. All right, I, I like that. But, but James was cool with that. He he understood. You know, sometimes you got to get into someone's skin to get into that. A little I bit. agree. I agree. But uh, you know. I, a a good team I'm not gonna take anything away from them I think that UNC uh, stood toe to toe with them uh, the only thing I don't like about the UNC team they're a little bit undersized but they play with a lot of heart so yeah. you know big heart even though they're undersized um, I, I think I think Rob's doing a great job
1: a yeah. few things I saw when I was watching the film one Rob sometimes can just pull a rabbit out of his ass um, <laughs> what? a hat of, a, a rabbit, rabbit, rabbit out of hat. a hat rabbit rabbit of of a hat. Hat. rabbit out of your hat. ass you can say a yeah, rabbit out of, out, of your ass. Ass. out of your ass got
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> Like, the, like, let's talk about the first play of the game. He runs all the way left, makes two people miss, runs all the way back right, then runs for 25 yards. Win on a play where you probably thought you were going to get a safety or a two-yard gain ends up turning into a 25-plus-yard gain. Michael Leva, an electric player, scores two plays later. I think Texas A&M came into this game. I'm not going to say unprepared. I'm going to say I think they were thinking they were going to be able to get in Sleep and get on a out. Little bit. Get in and get out yeah. because they. I, I guess listen. Rob L hasn't always had the greatest success in our league, but I think he has a good team around him, and I think he's finally realizing that it doesn't all have to be him all the time. Um, screens have worked for them. Michael Leva makes a lot of plays for you. Joe on underneath plays, turned a couple of catches into bigger gains. Joe Benoia. Um, Jodanoia has been amazing on the defensive amazing. side of the ball. A couple interceptions in this one, a pass breakup or two. He did a good job guarding Justin. Justin probably had his worst game of the year so far. Um he, took a, island. he took a trip to the island. <laughs> um, no, no, but I really think no sleep listen, on Joe. I won't I won't lie, Tommy. You were the one that was highest on UNC on this podcast of the three of us. No. Um, I think that I'm gonna jump on that bandwagon. I think maybe they won't have the best record at the end of the season, but they are gonna be a team that you can't just sleepwalk through. You no. can't, you can't come in without a game plan. Um, Rob is electric if Rob can just get rid of that one or two interceptions per game, he is a real threat to win a lot of games in his league his legs are a crazy weapon um, and I think that their defense does well enough at crushing the quarterback and pulling flags in the secondary to make plays. Mahmoud's been a great player for them yeah. as well. And,
2: and, and Ross smart enough to know to get the ball to uh, uh, Oliva. Because uh, and Oliva does special things when he yeah, gets the ball. he does. He makes a
1: lot of guys miss, makes a lot of guys yeah, miss he,
2: he can turn a five-yard pass into a highlight reel. 100%. Um,
1: as for Texas AM, and m um, I'm not going to put a lot of stock into this, but I do want to see a better offensive performance going forward. I do think that it is kind of hard to throw the ball to Justin 10 times and him only have four catches. <laughs> I, like, just because of how good Justin's yeah. catch radius is and how high he can jump, I feel like you really have to be missing throws or being late on throws. He was a little late on a... a Come back and, yeah, the, yeah, and jump zone. in. Nice yeah. play on it. Listen, um... UNC did a good job putting pressure on Suroff and making life difficult for him. Wickoff had three straight plays. Um, it was. So Towards the end of the game, was, three straight yeah, sacks. So
2: they needed the, the ball back and yep, had two three timeouts. Supply. It worked out perfect. I mean, James was just loud. An Wickoff had two sacks and a
1: forced fumble where then
2: Johnny finished it off and got yeah. the sack. Other than that, I thought the Texas AM line gave Suroff plenty of time during okay. the game. Okay. They, they were really, really good. Just that, that sequence at the end of the game yeah. where. Wickop had three straight sacks, it was unbelievable. Yeah, Wickop.
1: Uh, he, he had takeover. He did have takeover mode, like uh, NBA. Hitting listen, everything. he gave
2: his Holy team crap. a
1: chance to, you know, stay in the game. Yep. And um, at the end of the day, Rob's a competitor. He's gonna fight to the last whistle every time, and he's got a bunch of guys that are also going to fight to the last whistle every time. The UNC team has definitely built some chemistry through the first three weeks. They are um, a lone team that is going to be playing their second back-to-back uh, doubleheader. I mean, this week. Mm. Rob took off of work each of these next two weeks and he said he said uh, last week and this week and said he wanted to make sure he was there for as many games as possible, yeah. so he decided they are playing back-to-back doubleheader weeks. Good for Rob. So they're going to have six games played at the end of this, so they're only going to have three games or four games left after this week. So a win in this week coming forward is in- imperative. They uh. got a win in this week in the later game, but I do think they are a good team, and they are one of the better one-to-win teams in the league. All right. Stats, Chris. Williams. Stats. I know we're going a little overboard on some of these games. Uh... Mm, yeah. I think you're going overboard here Suroff finished 14 of 22 167 yards, 2 touchdowns and a pick Also had 27 rushing yards and a sack Justin, 4 catches for 31 yards And 7 tackles for Tackle Boy um, Noah Torino, 1 catch for 15 yards Bowen, 4 catches, 68 yards and a touchdown Also had an interception Also threw an interception uh, Dins, 4 catches, 47 yards and a touchdown 3 tackles Simpkins had an interception and a pass breakup. Pat Importuna had another sack and another safety. Matt DeFlippis caught another five-yard conversion. And for UNC, Rob L was 9 of 17, 101 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Also had seven carries for 57 yards and a touchdown. Pip had three catches for 34 yards and a touch uh, and a five tackles and a pass breakup. Michael Leva, three catches, 43 yards and a touchdown. John Tamarco had two sacks and a five-yard catch. John De Noia, Joe Denoya, had uh, two interceptions and a pass breakup and three tackles. cop had four sacks and a forced fumble and two rushes for 10 yards,
2: as well as two catches for 20 yards. And Mahmoud had three tackles. One the tuna. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Tuna is the, a monster the, the this tuna. year.
1: Has definitely elevated his
0: game to the next level.
2: All right. Let's go to the other 11 o'clock game. Mm-hmm. ULA against UAB. The longest game in the history of uh Yes, Bear down. this might have
1: been the <laughs> longest game in the history of Bear Down.
2: Why is that?
1: Um, no, it just took forever between right. between the arguing, the injury timeouts, the late game, the late game. Um,
2: the fights. The, and... the late game. I don't, I
1: don't even call it a fight. I would call it like a late game. Um, just like Jirok is down by three scores and is calling timeouts with a minute for you to play. Like. Shit like that. It was taking forever. The last two minutes of the first half took forever. The last two minutes of the second half took forever. Um, this is a game that UAB dominated from the start, coming off of a big overtime win against, um, Arizona. against Arizona State. They kind of just kept the momentum rolling on offense. Um, IB got going a little bit more. Mikey continued to roll. And Mikey is calling good plays on offense. And he's getting everyone involved. IB scored, I think, t- one touchdown in this game. Um... But got the most involved he's gotten this season, had five catches, um, also threw two picks. I want to talk about ULA first, though. Um, team looks like they're in shambles a little bit. Ooh. They were missing, missing a alignment this week. They had to play a lot of guys out of position. Jarak is unable to run the way he used to. He's not able to I don't think guys. he's 100%. I don't know. I don't think he's 100% either because I'm looking at the way he's running, and he's not able to beat normal offensive uh, defensive linemen to the corner. And that's what Girac made his living off of running, beating someone to the corner, and then reversing field and beating someone else to the corner and scoring.
2: Not only that, I think his leg is may- maybe affecting his throwing. Uh, it could be. He doesn't get behind his throws. I mean, usually. Throwing he, off balance. Right. You, you, you plant that leg and you, you get behind it and you make a good throw. A lot of his deep balls get hung up there. A little. Uh, the wind has been crazy. So yeah. he's been throwing some helicopters. A C- couple of helicopter balls. Uh,
1: I also think Jaroc isn't having cool. as much fun playing as he used to. Cool. I think he. I texted him this too. I said, I would watch your film. You're not having fun out there. And he said it was a bad week. They lost two games in doubleheader. Holy crap, what a block. Um, but I do just think that he's not having fun out there. I think that the team right now is a little uh, agitated with the fact of an 0-3 start. Bigford sees, what, one catch in two games in this oh, doubleheader? Wow. Leaves early in the second game because he got hurt. Oh, Turf toe-ish no. thing, maybe. Um, he's questionable for this week. I'm not sure if he's playing. That's a great shot. Um I just think this ULA team needs to figure themselves out. They definitely need to game plan a little harder. And I think Jirok needs to um, get the ball out of his hands fast because he's not able to create the type of time he used to in the backfield. And it's affecting his arm. He threw two balls that were ducks right to IB. Yeah. And both were picked off. And it was one that was
2: caught. By. Uh, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, by someone on their team. Yeah, Ryan, Sean Kane to... made a play on a helicopter yeah. ball. Um, I just think he hasn't been able to really play his best ball because he's not able to run the way he wanted to and that's such a part of how he plays. Um Deshaun's the quarterback. They got they have a lot of quarterbacks on this team actually. Deshaun and T.Y.s played five football quarterback. So, they got guys that can definitely play a little quarterback on this team. I do I don't think Jerack is going to uh, bench himself, but I do think that he needs to figure out a different way to play right now until he gets until he gets back on uh, Roach, yeah, he is fine. Um, until he gets back on track and kind of gets his feet under him again. Um but about the game, UAB kind of scores on a, a tip ball in the end zone. Mikey runs in for a couple touchdowns. IB scores on a screen, takes it to the house. UAB's running on all cylinders right now. They're scoring over 25 points a game. They really look good right now, and their defense is playing at a high level. And in my take right now, ULA is in the dumps, and they got to figure themselves out now.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Jirok plays the season and you know, when he gets healthier. Uh, this league really needs him. He's at a high a, level. Yeah, he's he's a great leader, uh, uh, you know, uh, at quarterback on his team. I want to see that leadership
1: come out, though, this week.
2: Yeah, yeah, I got to see that, too. Uh, I, I just think he's such a special player. First thousand, thousand uh, Rush, player in this, yeah, rushing, in this league. Yep. Thousand rushing, thousand receiving, about uh, passing. I, I need to see more of that. And if he can't do it because he's hurt, then maybe we have to, you know, look in a different direction. I think he'll know what's best for his team, and i will move forward on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely hope they turn it around. I hate to see teams that are Owen, hmm. and I don't want to see any of those Owens at the end of the season. So yep. hopefully they can pull out a few wins and hopefully make their uh, late playoff push. Listen, they're one of the, they're also one of the teams that only played three games, so you still have seven games in five weeks. Um, hopefully uh, they're able to turn it around. Stats. Yep. Mike Urano, 10 of 18, 124 yards, two touchdowns, nine carries, 66 yards, and two touchdowns. Also at three tackles. IB, five catches, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Also had two conversions and two interceptions. Draw had a sack and an interception. Another one that Drogs threw an absolute duck on. Just threw it right to him. Like just throwing off his back foot. I really I need to see the stop. Stop throwing off your back foot. Dirac, you don't have a strong arm. Sorry. Just calling how it is. You can't do it. Um Ivanac. Interception, three pass breakups, three tackles. Blizz had a sack, two catches for 15 yards. Arod had three tackles. Vin Arena had two catches for 21 yards and a sack. And Don Palumbo, a twenty-six yard touchdown on a uh, tip ball in the end zone.
2: You know what? You didn't mention Vin Arena enough. Have not. Let's give give him a shout-out right here. Vin playing great, great football. Uh again, I want to mention taking the mullet to a new level. He's braiding the mullet yeah, now. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, that's just that's just taking it up a notch. <laughs> love it. But he's playing it. great football and it's not like it's not going unnoticed. I watch it and I I see it, yeah. and you make your team move.
1: No, he definitely makes the team move. He does a great job snapping, giving Mikey time to throw, and also giving Mikey a good outlet off the yeah. line. Vin has reliable hands. Caught a couple touchdowns this year so far. So Vin um, and Mikey played on a bunch of teams before. They're, they're like brothers, so I'm not expecting any less chemistry from them. As for ULA, Jaroc finished uh, 10 of 19, 156 yards, one touchdown, and the four interceptions that we mentioned. Also had five, catch, five carries for 25 yards and a touchdown, also had four tackles. Bickford, just one catch for 23 yards and a pass breakup. Rhett had a sack. Deshaun had three catches for 45 yards and an interception, three tackles. Santiago had a catch for two yards. T.Y. had a 26-yard catch. Um, Taj had four catches for 69 yards, also had an interception and a pass breakup. And Giuseppe had a 10-yard touchdown catch where he screamed, throw me the ball. <laughs> that is all for ULA versus UAB.
0: All right, you have the 12 o'clock slate here. You're we'll looking talk at about
1: both 11 o'clock games?
0: Yes, UNC and A and M, and then My oh, yeah, bad. Yeah, my bad. You have bad. Clemson against Army here. That I know you had a lot to say about this game. Ooh, this was a
1: yeah, this was a good game, honestly, in terms of um, intensity and like good defensive play. But offensively, I feel like this game kind of struggled for highlights. Talk mm-hmm. about it.
2: Yeah, uh, very disappointed uh, with the lack of. I want to say concentration. Uh, by some of the Army players, okay. I saw a lot of drop balls that yes. shouldn't have happened. Uh, we had a bad snap off of a man in motion and went off his leg, yep. that resulted in a turnover, which I think was the turning point of the game. Uh, that was Army was early, about right? to, was yeah, early, the, yeah. The, the Army was about to go in. I think they were in the red zone mm-hmm. and you know maybe the ten yard line, and they had a man in motion. I think it was der-
1: miscommunication. No, Kev, Kev Morris, Kev, Kev Morris. Yeah. Okay, it was a miscommunication. I'll give a quick, quick clarity on that he didn't call him in motion and Kev just kind of went in motion and then Morg thought it was supposed to be snapped and hit it over his leg and yeah, they
2: pick it up and and Clemson pick up and let me tell you something. This is a sign of a good team. Clemson converts turnovers to points. Okay, they took that ball, went straight down the field and scored. So instead of you know you have an army going 14-0, up a touchdown 14-0, right, right. 14-0,
1: yeah. exactly.
2: Uh, Clemson comes back and, and they're very good at they've done it uh, a lot this year mm-hmm. in many games where they take those turnovers and they turn them into the points and that's a sign of a good team. Yeah, uh, Clemson's a very good team. Uh, I, like I said, every week I notice there's some players that I'm not really familiar with sometimes. That catch-my-eye, Pierce. No. Oh, no, 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 no.
1: That, he's wearing someone else's jersey. His, his name is Anthony Brett. Anthony Brett. He's the, the sub for Pierce on the season. okay, All And right. he's been a monster. 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 He had a pick-six in this mm-hmm. game, I believe, too. He's got two on the season.
2: Great athlete. athlete in season. Uh, great instincts. Uh, uh, good football. Wa- yeah. Played SJV, I believe. Loved watching him play, and I, I look forward to watching more of him. Yeah. Uh, this Clemson team's a good team. They got a lot of good athletes, and Trevor's playing good ball. Like I said, mark of a good team is, is – is you know, capitalizing on other teams' mistakes. They're
1: a team that teams have asked me, "Oh, like how are you able to move the ball so well against them?" And I'm gonna come out and say it right now: We caught them at a very good point. We caught them week one where they were not prepared and they were not ready to go. This team has very good athletes, and they are very good defensively. They are figuring it out. They pull flags at a high pace, and Chris Johnson is a great safety. They didn't have met safety for most of the game that we were playing your, against them. That corner. They had him at corner, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying he can't be there, but they didn't have guys in the right spots, and we took full advantage of it. They now have the guys in the right spots to maximize their ability. beer, Alex Calker, and Tra- yeah, Tra- yeah, Tra- George a- Tramarsh are making life hell for quarterbacks. Yes. Mike, I felt like this was the game where the offensive line failed him the most. Um, he wasn't able to get out and run and have blockers in front of him. Um, the pocket was getting collapsed a lot easier on him. Um, just not a good day for Army offense. They sc- they have a couple, dr- couple big drops. I thought Mike threw the ball pretty well. Um, there were a couple big drops, a couple, uh, one by George, one by Kev. Um, they well, should have clean that stuff up. A big thing in this game also was that um, the kid Connor Mullen has to leave two minutes before the game. He's at the field, has to leave because he gets called in. He's a, he's a detective or something. Wow. Has to get called, gets called in. That's into a big a player for them too. Yeah, huge. He plays safety for them. He's a reliable receiver for Mike. And I especially believe that when the players were dropping the ball for him, he would have started only going to Connor, going to Dean, yeah. guys that were reliable catching the football in this game. Um they only put up seven points or eight points in this game. Um, not a good showing. I think this was – I think it was – I don't want to call it a wake-up call because I don't think Mike thought he was going to go undefeated. But, listen, this is the first game they really struggled. This is a game I
2: thought they would have been competitive in.
1: Yes. Um. I think also I do believe a little bit that Army lost this game more than – Clemson won it. Clemson made plays off of the turnovers. Uh, I, wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I mean, we talking about you? You just told me that it was about, it was about to be fourteen nothing, right? And then Mike right. throws the pick six at the end of the right. game. And I said a mark of make- a good
2: team will convert those turnovers uh, to the point. And this is endless.
1: And listen, Clemson, don't get on my head. This is nothing to do. I think you're a great team. I said it before. I just think that Army made a lot of mistakes.
2: They, yeah, game. they shot themselves in the foot a lot. I mean, there was a point where George had an interception uh, down in the red zone when uh, yeah, Clemson Kaufman, was about nice to go play, in. Yeah.
1: And, and then yeah, yeah, would have stopped the touchdown. From would have happening.
2: stopped the touchdown, didn't get it, and they wound up scoring on yeah, the next play. So you you have to convert those. That's what I'm saying. Lack of concentration just wasn't there, both offensively and defensively. And like you said, good teams convert off of turnovers, and Clemson
1: did just that. Uh I love the way Gar we haven't even discussed Garland. I love the way he's playing. Yes. Shades of last year, getting the ball out fast, letting Chris Johnson, letting Anthony Brett. They're a team that's taking five, seven yards at a clip and getting first downs that way. Um they're, they're, they have confidence. They're playing well. They're getting everyone involved, and I think that. Uh Alex Calk got two touchdowns in this game, and I think he just continues to be a dominant force in this league. There's a reason that his draft stock has gone up every year, way up, and it's a reason why he was a first round pick this season and
2: why everybody wanted him on that team. Yes, (laughs) he was.
1: He was one of the highest commodities in the draft, and he's proving Trevor correct right now. Stats, Chrisman. Stats. Garland, 14 of 22, 130 yards, three touchdowns. Alex Calk, of four catches, 48 yards, two touchdowns. Ubeer, two sacks. Didn't even talk really a lot about him. Uh, He's a beast. He put this game away. He had two sacks in the last drive of the game, kind of sealed the deal. Anthony Brett, three catches for 22 yards, a sack, and inter- a pick six. Yeah. Um, a pick six and two rushing yards. Also had four tackles. He's been their best player, I think, thus far in the season. Chris Johnson, four catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. First week, he didn't have an interception. George Tremarsh had a fumble recovery off the um, this, the Aaron snap that hit off the leg that you talked about. Nick Hardigan had a conversion and a five-yard catch. And Guzman had two catches for 28 yards. Army stats. Ugly. Five, ca- uh, Mike was five for 10, 56 yards, one touchdown, one pick. It set. could have been
2: better. I thought he threw the ball well. No, I
1: thought, I thought he threw the ball. I, I also think he threw the ball well. Seven carries for 29 yards, three tackles and a pass breakup. Kev Morris, zero catches, had an interception and a pass breakup. Dean Roventini had one catch for 10 yards, caught a conversion. George had a pass breakup, and Joe Nunes had four catches for 46 yards and a touchdown and a sack, probably the only lone uh, bright spot for um, Army in this game. All right, let's go to the last two games of the day. Uh, we'll start with Rob L, UNC against ULA. You watch this game or you were watching my game? I was watching your game. Okay, I'll talk about the UNC-ULA game. Um, we talked about both these teams already, so I'm not going to harp on the game too much or harp on the teams too much, but this game was um, early on close. UNC and ULA were both going back and forth scoring, but then Jirok, um turns the ball over unc takes advantage scores goes up by a couple scores and kind of puts the game away final score was 39 to 19 rob six total touchdowns in this game was an absolute monster um i think that rob was desperate for a win in this game i think rock was also desperate for a win this game but the ula team was just depleted they were defeated in this game um unc had a lot more energy it looked like on film at least i know i wasn't able to watch it live but from the film it looked like they had way more energy in this game um, and Rob was very good at taking care of the ball. He only made one bad mistake. It was the interception early, um, and other than that, or mid, middle of the game, I should say, I a bad deep ball throw. Other than that, though, Rob played a, a very good game, uh, a lot of long touchdowns. He had a long touchdown run. He had a long touchdown throw to Pip. I also think that the UNC uh, play calling was very good in this game. I think they schemed some guys open. They ran a couple of plays off of other looks they ran earlier in the game, so I am seeing improvement by the UNC team offensively and play calling-wise, so... That's my bright spot for them. He got Joe Pipp two touchdowns in this game. Oliva catches a touchdown for the fourth straight game or third straight game that he was there. And, uh, yeah, good win for UNC. As for ULA, Bick only one catch.
2: Yeah, you got to get more. Yeah,
1: Taj Taimino had a big game. He had 10 catches in this game. But he was playing center, so a lot of it was quick off the line, not a lot of yards. Um, I just think that they got to figure out a way to sustain offense because the live Jax teams have made their offense also off, of, off of his big plays and big right. runs. So if he's not healthy, they need to figure out other ways. And I do think that in week one they did that well. They got big for the ball and screens. They got out and blocked for him. Um, need more of that so
2: yeah, not sure if if Bickford's I, if hurt. i'm calling out players for not getting the ball to their playmakers then i got to call drawack out. out you got to get the ball to bigford two uh, catches in two games for bigford Nah, that's it's got to be more than that he's on got like five targets give total. him the targets get him the ball and he'll he'll, he'll pay off for your team Yep, i think he'll this U-
1: i think this ula team needs to just go back to playing fun, playing fun flag football yeah. not pressing too much not um putting pressure on yourself and just kind of making the game more fun again. I think that if they do that, they're going to put themselves in a decent chance with seven games to go left on their schedule. But I'm I'm down on them, and I'm high on UNC, or higher on UNC than I was. You're obviously still high on their yeah. team, like you said, a little undersized, but they got they play with a lot of heart, and they give a lot of team. They give every team a run for their money so far this season. So, great athletes on that team. Um, they got great athletes all around. So I'm excited to see how they close out the last six games of the year. Stats Rob eight of 11, 142 yards three touchdowns and a pick also nice. had eight carries for 105 yards and three touchdowns. Six touchdown day for Rob six touchdown game for Rob. Joe Pitt, four catches 69 yards two touchdowns also had a pick and five tackles. Lebo had a sack. Aliva three catches 65 yards and a touchdown. Johnny Samarco had a sack and an eight-yard catch. Denoia, two pass breakups and a pick, had three on the day. Wickop, two more nice. sacks, giving him six total on the day nice. and a pass breakup. And Rob Torino also got his first sack of the season. And Mahmoud, who's been a tackling machine for UNC this year, um, five tackles in this one. I think he finished up with eight or nine on the day, which is a good deal. He's a rock. Yep, Mahmoud is a defensive uh, stalwart for them. Stalwart, stalwart. Yeah. All right. Last game of the slate was um, Louisville versus TCU. We came in expecting to put up 40. TCU gave us a way better game than that. Um, they played us tough. I know we were up, 25, we were up 19-0 at half, 25-6. I looked in the at the half. half. I didn't think it was going to yeah, of a game. it was 19-0 at half. They, um, we stopped them a couple times inside the five. Scored after our first possession ended in an interception that I need to stop turning the ball over. Um, not going to say that we took our foot off the gas, but 25-6. We're playing with seven guys, second half. The intensity, I will say, the intensity in the second half for us wasn't there. TCU figured it out late. I do think this was Chris Hogreaves' best game in the league. He got Liam super involved. Slants to PC, slants to Liam. Giroux off the line. Um, Just the mistakes he made. um, Joe Joe Dimeo makes a crazy one-handed interception off the line. We score off of that. Um, oh, he read that all the way. He read that all the way. Yeah. Made a great play on it. Um, and then they just didn't convert inside the five. They got, they got inside the five twice and didn't score, or inside the inside the twenty and didn't score two times. First drive inside the five. Um, I'm not low on this team, but they are another team that they're now on for. Chris says that he is getting he's way more comfortable in the sevens format than he has been. He said he felt he played his best game. Um, I got a quote from Chris actually. He texted me last night. He was asking if we were doing the podcast and he wanted to. Wanted to uh, make sure he knew they. He said, "Let's see. Uh, I wanted to hear you hear it first. I feel like TCU is definitely looking to turn it around going forward. Um, he feels like he feels like he's got his roster, knows where every guy needs to be, and kind of ready to maximize each person's talents." Um, And I'm expecting... Listen, I've been high on him all year. I'm not going to sway now from it. I'm I'm with you. I think he's got a good arm. I think he needs to be a little more accurate with the football. Liam, he could have Liam for a couple deep touchdowns um, and just wasn't able to convert on them. I think we'll see a better TCU team. They did do a better job pulling flags. We didn't have as many big plays um, as I thought we would have on on offense. So... Um they were the first team to hold us under 30. So I guess that's a kudos to them yeah. if anything. Anything yeah. from you?
2: Yeah, hey listen, uh if you write the ship now, you you can get into the playoffs, you know. It, like I said, they're getting better every game even though it's a loss, uh you know, getting better you every build game. from loss. You build from loss, right. especially and, and, when you're a new quarterback and say and he saying he's saying he's feeling comfortable now and he's getting used to his team, you know. And they put up a couple of wins now and, and get into the tournament, you know. Anything can happen. Yeah, once you get it's listen, it's all about getting in
1: Get in, get a top 10 seed, and figure it out. When you're And once you're there, you obviously will figure it out. So um, I'm not going to say I'm low on them, but I'm not necessarily high on them. They have, they're have another team that is going to – all the bottom teams going to be playing each other the next few weeks. So you're going to see a lot of wins coming from the bottom of the standings.
2: Also want to mention, like yeah. that you got uh, Dylan involved early at yes. two early touchdowns. Yeah. I like seeing that again. Get the ball to your bet. I mean, you draft the number one. Yeah. he's your playmaker. Yeah, Dylan. Um, uh, Dylan's one of the best receivers this it, league has ever had. So I think it's
1: crazy for our team because I think we have so many weapons with Mark and Matt and, and uh,
2: it, Keanu,
1: and yeah, Joe Keanu Stulek. playing great. Yeah, we only had seven, and Joe Stewart played line time. Is of the he year. getting more comfortable with your team, Keanu? Yeah, he talks now. He yeah, was really yeah. quiet <laughs> in the beginning of the season. Every week, you see him getting a little more comfortable, and then this week, you really heard his voice. Yeah, he talks in the group chat a lot now. He, he's are, a player.
2: Where did he come from? He
1: played at Edison High School. That's all I know about he, him, and, so. and, just had to hear about the league. Didn't even ask Just him. Just came in. Didn't or... even ask him. Probably saw it on Instagram. I tell you, we run the entire league off of Instagram. Love the way he's playing. Um, I think he's a player. I- I'm glad. Yeah, His uh, draft stock is going to be crazy. He ain't going to the seventh round again. Yeah,
2: well, let's hope he's coming back next year, too.
1: I-, I think he enjoys the league. I think... Uh, he enjoys being on a winning program right now, and that's the way we are. Uh, you got a
2: nice secondary with him uh, and Mark. Mark and Dylan. And yeah. Dylan, yeah, that's a great secondary. I think we are a
1: very complete team. I know we, I didn't talk about a lot about my team. Just now I talked more about TCU, but my guys know how I feel about our team. I think we're the best team in the league. I think we're going to have a good chance to prove that this week as we'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, we got weapons everywhere, and we pull flags, and that's all I can ask for. If I turn the ball over a little bit less, we are in very good shape. So um, good team win for us. We were able to... Make an ugly game a win, and uh, even though they kind of pulled the score close to a 25-19 final, it didn't really feel that way to us. So um, we're looking to get back on track, get back over 30 this week in the scoreboard, and uh, hopefully pick up a big win. Stats, I finished 14 of 23, 121 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, also had 54 rushing yards and a touchdown. Dylan, five catches, 66 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Matt Hughes, three catches, 13 yards, and a sack. Mark Kokoda, one catch for 13 yards. DeMayo had a sack and an interception. Uh, Joe Stulek had two catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. Leads the league in touchdowns, Joe Stulek. Nice. Um, and a pass breakup. And Keanu had three catches for 16 yards, had two pass breakups and four tackles. As for TCU, Chris Hogrief was 13 of 23, 158 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Also had an interception that turned into a pick six because he pitched it to Ritter. Liam had five catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. PC had five catches for 67 yards and a touchdown and a sack and a pass breakup. Jeru um, had a catch for 13 yards. Earl had two catches for 12 yards. And Josh Shivlin had two tackles. Colin had a tackle. And Rich Ritter scored off the interception for them. Rich Ritter, quiet season. Want to see more out of you?
2: Uh, let's get him the ball more.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's definitely the lower man on the target, target pool right now. But a lot of good weapons on that team. Not as many targets to go around. you get that ball.
2: You yep. get to get out TC, the rhythm.
1: Liam, PC, got a lot of guys that are looking to touch it. All right, um, let's head into a week four preview. Um, are you coming back on to make your picks? All right, we're going to do not a rapid fire, but we're definitely going to get it a little bit moving. Let's just do like a – we'll do talk about the game for a minute or two and then kind of pick our picks and keep it going. Do I um, have the schedule I on have you? the schedule. So, reminder, games start at 10 o'clock today. There are no 9 o'clock games on Sunday as the Houston Cougars hit my bet. Um, way to win. Um, let's see. First game on the slate. Two 10 o'clock matchups. The first. First game of the day. Uh, 10 o'clock slate. TCU versus ASU. Two 0-3 oh. th- versus 0-4. We One of these teams needs a win. This is all we're against, uh... Augie against uh Chris Ogrief one thing I do know Damian is hurt don't know if he is playing or not but I do know that he did hurt his hand and he was going to orthopedic this week so that is something that you should take into consideration when making your pick I'm going to start I am taking TCU I think they have better athletes on the outside and I don't believe that the I don't know if the Arizona State D line is good enough to take full advantage of a lack uh, of a TCU offensive line that um, I won't say is bad, but they're probably one of the lower tier offensive lines in the league. Um, So I'm going to go with TCU. I think it's going to be a very close, high spirited game. I know I talked ASU up very much in the podcast, and I do believe that Augie is locked in. Um, But I'm going to take TCU in a close one. I think they get to one and four on the season after this game.
0: Augie, I mean Augie, TJ. <laughs> I'm gonna take ASU. I think okay. I think based off the way you guys have talked about Augie, him games. trending forward, Augie's commitment to the league. I think he needs to get a win here. Both teams obviously need a win. Sending that, send that Owens. I'll take ASU. I love the term Owen.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go with ASU. Like I said, I think Augie's playing great in last couple of games. Uh, you know, they very well could have won last week's game against a very tough uh, yeah. team and Mikey. Uh, I, I think they're turning in the right direction. I'm going to go ASU. I think
1: key to this game for both teams is just limiting the turnovers. Um, not bold to say that the team that wins the turnover battle will win the game, but I do believe in this game um, with the offenses not as um, high-powered as some of the teams in the league. I do think that whichever team turns the ball over less will win the game. I have to stay with Chris Hoagreev and take TCO. Mm. Second game of the day, also at 10 o'clock, another battle of the Owens. This is a, a 10 o'clock slate is the slate of the Owens. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Rowan has a win. Okay. Rowan, 1-3 against Houston, Owen 4 You know what it's called when you have one?
0: What? A breadstick. <laughs> that's, that's what it's called. All right,
1: the breadstick versus the Owen. Um Houston versus Rowan. Um, we've talked about these teams going in completely opposite directions right now offensively. Defensively, I think Rowan definitely has the edge, but Houston has improved offensively over the last two weeks. I, I don't have it. I, I like I said when we talked about Rowan, I cannot pick a team that does not score more than two touchdowns a game. Tommy has proven league year in and year out that he is able to put up more than two touchdowns in a game. I'm going to take Houston. I think that they are able to get their first win, and I think that um, I'm not sure if we get any answered questions from the Rowan offense. Could we see a change in quarterback this week? They have Chase on the roster. They have Dan Dexter on the roster. Would be interesting to see that if the offense isn't moving, maybe they do make possibly make a change. I am not suggesting a change necessarily, but I'm just saying maybe it's something you think about. I am taking Houston. I think it's going to be called twenty five to thirteen.
0: I'll take Houston as well, Dad.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna roll Houston and they all these need, one point losses. I don't see them losing twelve to eleven this game. So No, no, I don't. <laughs>
1: and like you said, if they're unable to score one than twelve then it's gonna be very hard for them to win. All right, next game, 11 o'clock slate. We have Texas A&M against Clemson. This is an absolute barn burner. Um, first thing I got to say, Garland came into the the captain's chat last night and said, Kurtzman, make it known on the podcast that Suroff has never beaten me before in Bear Down, with, uh, me quarterback or not. Wow. And to that, I said, you lit a fire under Suroff's ass. To Suroff uh, did not take lightly to that. I will say, though, Trevor probably did a good job by saying that because when Suroff plays like Angry. two – like, 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 like. Ju- I told Justin yesterday, the key for Justin in this game, besides making plays and being effective in the, in the game, is to make sure Surov doesn't lose his head. Because okay. Surov is someone who loses his head, and then like you saw in the playoff game against UNC, he's lost his head through three or four interceptions in the game. Um, I think the key to the game in this one is for Texas A&M to get out to a hot start and play from ahead. If they are playing from behind against this Clemson team, it could be a tough day for Surov. The offensive line for... Um, Texas a m is in for an absolute battle because Kaka, Ubeer are going to be coming hard after Suroff and trying to make his life hell but Noah Torino, Tuna and DeFilippis have, pre- De- De have done a pretty good job this year giving Suroff time to throw I'm going to take wow I can't pick against Justin I'm taking, jo- I'm taking Texas A&M
2: yeah this is tough too uh, I, uh, everything about me wants to, oh, to, to say Clemson uh, but it's tough for me to pick. I guest. know
1: I want to pick Clemson because their defense scores. The defense has five touchdowns this year. Like that's that that's that's hard to do. Um, who are you taking? I'm taking. I'm wrong with Texas AM and I don't even like the pick.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm leaning to what you know. What you said. Uh, I I think A and M is that good. I think surhoff is that good. You it got look good last week. Still got you know, if not the best player in the league on your team playing at Justin.
1: I promise you this: if they go in the uh, the red zone three times again and don't score points, there's no way. They yeah, win they're this not going to win. No way they win this game. But I will take Texas a and because I do believe the offense will get back on track.
2: I'm, I'm expecting.
1: T- a, I'm. I'm also expecting a like one possession less team to get the ball wins type.
0: Shit. I'm going to take Clemson. I like this stat that Sarov has never beaten. I'm going to roll with that. It's stat. one. It's one 0
1: as a quarterback and
0: two and zero, yeah. 0 as a player. I'm one and zero since picking Trevor Garland. So I'm okay. going I'm I'm yeah. to yeah. stay. on Did you take a pick?
1: I'm going to roll with a All right. Uh right, Clemson's going to love the bulletin board material. All right, second 11 o'clock game of the day. Uh, Two teams that we both like, Tommy, UAB against UNC. Mm. Um, In this game, you're going to see lots of quarterback running and not a lot of quarterback throwing. These are two of the top (laughs) running quarterbacks in the league so far this season, I believe. And I believe this is going to be a game where Rob cannot turn the ball over because the UAB offense has been very good this year, at least at sustaining drives and limiting the amount of drives that their opponents get. So if you, if you are ending drives with turnovers, you're just making the game shorter for yourself. Mikey is someone who likes to run the play clock down. Mikey is someone that likes to take long in the huddle. Um, I think that UAB is the better team in this game. And I do believe that because Joe Pip has a slight bum ankle from the end of the second game against ULA, coupled with IB explosiveness, I'm going to roll with UAB in a close one as they've played all season long.
2: I think these teams are evenly matched. I agree. But there's something about Mike, Mikey wins close games. Yeah. 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 Lately, he, especially lately, the last couple seasons. He pulls them out. He knows how to do it. Uh, he, he keep the team close. Uh, he'll pull out the victory. Big test there was, for there was off the point. line of UNC.
0: Big test. There's a point in this league where, you know, you looked at Mikey's team and, and people were like, oh, Mikey's never going to win a championship at quarterback. Or you thought and Mikey's team, you're playing
1: Mikey's team this week.
0: Could okay. be a win. Yeah, and now Mikey's team is looked at as a very tough out. I'm going to take UAB in this game as well over UNC. Mikey, Even though you said UNC's playing a doubleheader, so I do think they need
2: to win one First more game of this is the first game. Yeah. Mikey building his legacy. He's a, he's a legend. Yeah,
1: Mikey. Mikey's got Mikey's has a couple championships the last couple of years. Got championship of football, championship basketball. Trying to cement themselves as one of the top players to ever play in the oh. league.
2: Only I'm player to do that.
1: Only Beardown player. Uh, no, Deshaun. No, no Deshaun. I won the championship in okay. football. No, never mind. Um got close.
2: Two championships in one year. Yeah. All
1: right. So like we're all going with UAB. <laughs> I do think UNC is going to use that as some bulletin board. All right. 12 o'clock game. <coughs> um we'll talk about the first one. We'll talk about the other one first before we talk about the game of the week, I believe. Um 12 o'clock slate. Why did I go all the way up to the beginning of the text with Chris? Um Vanderbilt against UNC. This is so we both Ooh. all have UNC coming off of a loss against UAB. And we have Vanderbilt, who has not looked well at all this season, in mm. my opinion. Outside of s- some drives, it, like many, a few drives in the season, they've looked good. Um, UNC is going to be a little bit tired, obviously. I assume they're going to be playing a very close, high-intensity game. The game bef- the hour before against UAB, Vanderbilt needs to figure it out, though. They can't be dropping the ball and making and turning drops into interceptions like they did against Clemson, like they did against um, Memphis. If, if Vanderbilt's struggles continue, I'm going to take UNC, and I'm honestly going to roll with UNC. I think Rob is going to do a good job finding time in the pocket and making – not finding time in the pocket, finding time in the backfield and being able to escape the pressure of Coburn and Nelvina. And I think that Vanderbilt is a little mixed up defensively right now. They, they haven't been able to find a corner that's really been able to block down the other side of the field, and it's hurt them in these games. So if Rob is even slightly on throwing the ball, I'm going to give the slight edge UNC. I'm going to take UNC in this game.
2: Okay, Uh, I'm going to go with my first call out of the year. Nice. I'm calling out Alvina. Uh, You kind of took this league by storm last year. Proved you one of the top players in the league. Uh, You got a high draft selection for it. Now you got to live up to it. I got to see pressure on the quarterback. I got to see some sacks.
1: Yep, it was cool when you were a ninth-round pick doing it. Right. I need you to be a first-round pick doing it.
2: (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, I think that there should be a clear advantage for Vanderbilt, in the line, uh, yeah, in the trenches. Uh-huh. I, I, and for that reason alone, I think that I, I, am leaning towards. And I don't want to pick against UNC twice because I think they're good. They're better than what would be a one in five. But team I, I really do lose. believe, and like I said, if Elvina plays up to you know the way he's capable of playing, that he can make life miserable for Rob. And long, I mean, Coburn's been absolutely been great. He's been all world, yeah, and he's going to continue to be that way. Uh, I, I just, I, I, you have, you have. Of physical dominance over your opponent this week on the on the line of scrimmage, you, you gotta you gotta convert that into a win. I will say though, there is a clear advantage at
1: athlete for UNC. Clear. Uh, yeah. I'll Pippen take Oliva.
2: I'll take UNC.
0: I'll take UNC. I don't think they're gonna go zero to two in the doubleheader week. I'm gonna and take also, man, second. with
1: Pip Aliva and Rob Aconte on that offense, it's just it, it's a fifty-yard yeah. touchdown waiting to happen one way or another. So. I I'm gonna roll. I'm rolling with UNC. You're taking oh. Vanderbilt. I'm gonna go Wednesday. with Vanderbilt. Yeah. I,
2: I believe in their line. I believe in the secondary. I like the way Orlando plays. Yeah, I, I like Vin Orlando. He's been a very good, very to the good league. player. He's a
1: really good guy. I've gotten to talk to him a little bit. So
2: love uh, the way you're playing. Keep it up.
1: I just need to see the consistency from Leota's offense. I feel like there's been a couple of interceptions, drops. And I feel like he shouldn't have to rely on Malozzi to bail him out like that. You know, like, I, like I'm saying, like in big plays, like it shouldn't be your line. That's the one, like, making I
2: the don't think that's a him. surprise. I think coming into this season, you know, Malozzi said that he was going to get the ball more. Yeah. And he showed up in great shape. Yeah. And he's proven his worth. So, uh, I don't think that's a surprise at all. I, think I also I,
1: like Vandy's Vangre. offense in terms of, like, they run the ball behind the line. I think they could do yeah. that well in this game because they definitely got, should own the offensive line of scrimmage.
2: John Vandy lead. I want to see more of him. I want to see more of a Coco. Yeah, you know, you know they, they they can be creative on of offense. Let's do it. 100. percent. Maybe Vandy doesn't show up uh, drunk to this. Oh night. wow! All
1: it's right. Um, other oh, 12 o'clock game, game of the week for sure. Four 0 clump Um, uh, Clemson, Cal U against four and and0 Louisville. Uh, you, I guess you guys can talk about it first, and I'll give my thoughts after.
0: Um, I think this is a big week for Chrisman as a quarterback. Plays Collis twice, plays in G League on Saturday, plays yeah. in Bear Down Sunday. Um, my question to you, Chrisman, would be, is there a possible hangover effect from a Saturday loss for either quarterback? <laughs> if whoever um, loses that uh, game, is going to be extra motivation or is it going to be weapons if there's a blowout and the G League is going to be devastation? Me and Collis are definitely
1: friendly rivals at this point. We played in the championship last year. Um and now we're playing the championship rematch to start the G League season and out, and then we play the next Mm. day here. I think, listen, I think the key for both teams is going to be flag-pulling. I think both these offenses know how to move the ball, both know what we want to do and how we want to do it. Um, I think game planning and preparation in this game is going to be very important. Mm. Um, My team is definitely taking this week very seriously. Um, I've definitely been in the chat writing a bunch of stuff, getting my front office prepared for the game, and then we'll tell our team the main game plan and how we want to attack them. Um, but I definitely watched film this week, and I think that there are some things that we are going to potentially be able to exploit. They have an amazing defensive line. J.K. Will, Nick Douglas, Pete Mancini have combined for 17 sacks through uh, through four games. They're great flag pullers. And also. they're great flag pullers. X and Will in the secondary um, with Collis, Wilson Familia, um, Tommy Pierce. They got a lot of really good after the team. This is a very good team. I do think that our teams match up well on the athlete side and a quarterback. I think Collis, like you talked about, you too, you uh, you praised him before. He is a very smart player, very good athlete. I expect Collis to be very active on the ground this week. I think he's going to. I think when the going gets tough, Collis knows where he has to go to, and that's to his legs because he's dynamic with the ball in his hands. And we have to find out a way to not allow the Pete Mancini bomb to beat us because it's almost beat everybody else. It's beating everyone else at a point this year. So. Um, I think if we uh, pull flags well and we don't turn the ball over, a.k.a. I don't turn the ball over, <laughs> we should be in good shape to win. I'm obviously going to take
2: us um, in this game. Oh, two toughest kids on the block are eventually going to fight, and here it is. This is the uh, <laughs> I was like, this is the battle in the schoolyard at 3 o'clock. For all well, you kids that never fought before in school. Uh, <laughs> I like the matchup. I like that uh, Kirsten can get tall defenders on their tall receivers. Uh, it's a good matchup. Uh, uh, I, I like to see Dylan versus uh, Mancini. I like to see, uh, you know, uh, line play where you got a guy like um,
1: Matt Hughes going against Matt going Matt against, against
2: Exactly. The the line matchup is going to be insane in this game. It, matchups all over the place. Uh, the the game is going to come down to uh, mistake free football. Yeah. Uh, do not turn the ball over, and you have a good chance to win this game yeah. on both sides. It's going to be a tough, tough game. It's hard to pick. Uh, but at this point, I'm going to go roll with the team that puts a little bit more points on the board. Uh, they're the highest scoring team in the league, and I'm going to go with uh, Kurtzman on this one.
1: Are you uh, seeing a high-scoring game, or you think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive battle? Like, give me a give me a gut score prediction, but obviously it means absolutely nothing.
2: I mean, I don't think it's going to get into the 30s. No, me neither. But I, I think it could be back and forth, like, you know, get into... Like a uh, there'll be some tough defensive stops. There'll be some yeah. great offensive plays.
1: If you're not playing at 12... Yeah, this stay and watch yeah, this yeah is watch the game. this game this, this is going to be the, for sure the game to watch this weekend I'm not saying the other games won't be amazing as well I just think that when you have two 4-0 teams playing against each other um, right, you got
2: one, 1 versus 2 1 versus 2 in
1: the standings I know Cal you wasn't happy that I put myself 1 it, it was not due to anything more than after the tiebreakers it goes to points 4 we had the same point differential Douglas had a problem with that So oh, yeah. Douglas
2: has got to Take it out on Me the field Me and Douglas and Kyle He said we'll settle this game. On the field Loved it on Instagram
1: Loved it Not listen Me and Douglas Have played each other A hundred Not hundred times A bunch of times And I think We're going to be calling Each other's plays basically I, know, Douglas, I'm going to be
0: there I'm going to be rooting For Kurtzman So I'm taking Louisville yeah uh, we're uh, all That Louisville. might, Louisville. That
2: yeah, might mean, be the kiss of b- the death your
1: two, your two best friends Are playing on Louisville So I hope you root for us Alright Douglas
2: on the old Tommy team OG
1: OG for sure Oh my god yeah, that's you. I, I see why you went nuts before yeah. you are on the
2: podcast. Uh, boys, we're doing all a podcast. Right.
1: Last game of the day, a 1 o'clock slate. Texas a playing their second game of a back-to-back against ULA. I mean, we all have ULA as a team that is struggling right now and has to figure it out. And we have a team that looks like they're playing good football at the moment. Defensively, their Texas A&M is able to get stops. And offensively, outside of last week, they were really able to put the ball in the end zone and keep the drives moving and... uh Try to dominate time of possession. Um, in this game, you know Justin is going to be lurking. He probably watched those that film of Jarak throw those two ducks right to IB in the, in like the short field and said those need to be to me this week. So I think Jarak. The key for Jarak winning is running, getting back on track, and not throwing off your back foot to the middle of the field. Cause Justin, you know Justin is lurking, um, and coming with a game plan for Texas A&M. I'm assuming you win your first game. Well, I picked you to win your first game. So. Regroup over that hour, watch my game, and then go get a second dub because um, you need to start—not you need to start getting wins—but if you can go two and zero a day and get to five and zero, that's a huge day for Texas A&M. So very excited to see what Texas A&M and ULA are able to do at one o'clock. I taking Texas A&M. It's hard. I'm hard pressed to pick um,
2: for ULA right now. Yeah, I bet the house on A&M. Regardless Ooh. what happens, the first game I, they lose the first game, they're not losing the second game. No. They win the first game, they're going for the sweep. Uh, push them up in in the power rankings. They could they could actually jump one of the uh, teams that's going to lose between Cal and uh, yes, they and will. Yeah, they went
1: two and zero. Yes, they were. So it,
2: it's 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 a big doubleheader for them. And uh, yeah. I I got them as a lock in the second game.
1: Yeah, when you're when you're one of the only teams that hasn't played a doubleheader yet. Not that it becomes a little bit more, but you almost like all right, we know where we can get to if we win both these games. We we know where we can fall to if we lose both these games. Right. this week. I do not believe that they lose both these games. They they're playing 1-3 in UNC, who we think is better than their record, but they're also playing 0-3 ULA, who I do not believe is currently better than their record shows. Right. So uh, you're on Texas a m as well. I believe you are based Texas on A&M. everything we've said. All right, we are all on Texas a and I think this is going to be a great week of Bear Down. Remember, we start at 10 o'clock at Sayreville High School. Um, should be good games throughout the day. Shorter day of Bear Down. Um, and, uh, yeah, any last words from you guys?
0: I'm excited to be there this week. Yeah, it's always nice when TJ's able to get there. I'm excited to be there. I have zero basketball games on Sunday, so I will 100% be there. That's always nice, too. All
1: right.
0: Everyone, thanks for listening to the podcast. We will catch you guys at the field on Sunday. Peace, everybody.